The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team. The Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on a Honolulu Blue Friday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Lions have the weekend off. Michigan State will host Nebraska. And we'll get to Purdue and their head coach, Ryan Walters. Oh, we're so concerned about Michigan cheating. Really, you're the worst coach in Purdue history. My Lord, I hope Harbaugh hangs a hundred on him. And by the way, if you're tailgating, watching football, hanging out with friends, going to your local bar, pub, restaurant, anywhere in the state of Michigan, and you're 21 and up, ask for that Honolulu Blue. Blue raspberry lemonade and vodka from my friends at Coppercraft Distillery. It's the perfect football weekend beverage for those 21 and up. Inside this show, Clayton Safey will join us from the Wolverine.com, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, Doug Karsh, Voice of Michigan Football, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, Graham Couch. We got a lot going on. We do. If you want to join in, I'm taking your huge predictions. Will Michigan hang 100 on Purdue? Uh, You can drop that prediction. Michigan and the Boilermakers, also Spartans and the Huskers, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across the state. This is going to be a good show. Really big. Let's start with Clayton Safey. He's standing by. An incredible Michigan insider, born and raised on the west side of the state. Mama Safey and her world-famous bubble pizza listens every day on our flagship station, 96.1. The game, how you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Happy Friday to you. Yeah, uh, another day. uh, More (laughs) twists and turns uh, in this Harbaugh, Connor Stallions, Big Ten commissioner meeting with President Ono reportedly today. Uh, The story isn't going away. 
Big Ten athletic directors led by Alan Haller from the prestigious Michigan State University that has nothing going on inside their athletic department. He's been one of the bigger voices along with Ohio State. Yeah, the unbiased love from opposing ADs are asking Harbaugh not to be a part of a teleconference. How about Rule and Nebraska and Walters at Purdue, Safey, all of these teams acting like, you know what, Michigan beat up on us because they were cheating. It's pathetic. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you said it, like, nobody's unbiased here. I mean, basically anybody who is speaking out, whether that's anonymously or Ryan Walters, Matt Rule going on the record, not going super far into detail with it, but kind of stating where they stand. I mean, they have something to gain from Michigan's loss, right? I mean, technically Nebraska is right in the mix of the Big Ten West race. I'm pretty sure everybody is at that point. And then Purdue is going to play Michigan on Saturday. Uh, But, you know, you look at Ohio State, uh, Penn State, you know, a lot of these other teams, Michigan State with Alan Haller making his case, which really was kind of bizarre, I thought, to me, trying to conflate last year's tunnel um, attacks by his his student-athletes to – this Michigan case, um, but they all have something to gain by, by Michigan going down for this or being punished for this. So basically where we're at is the NCAA is going to investigate this. It's going to take quite some time. Even when there are notice of allegations levied towards Michigan, they have 90 days to respond. If that were today, which you know you don't expect that by any means, the season would be over by the time the 90 day um, you know span is, is done. So, that's kind of where it stands there. But the only thing that, that is kind of the X factor is the Big Ten and what they may do uh, because they can act immediately under their sportsmanship policy, as we've talked about over the last few days. And it didn't seem like over the last week or so that was likely or even really much of a possibility. But the only thing that's really changed has been the level of outrage by these different coaches and athletic directors. And again, I understand that gathering their input is important, but the fact that, you know, they're taking so much stock into these people who don't really have all the facts or, you know, aren't really involved in the case, um, you know, just seems a little bit weird. So Tony Petiti, Big Ten Commissioner, meeting with Michigan President Santa Ono today, and uh, we'll kind of see what comes of that. But from what we've heard, Michigan's going to stand its ground and, and basically say, hey, it's, it's too early for you guys to act on anything, especially on Jim Harbaugh and suspending him, for example, because right now there's no reported evidence that – anything's linked to him. So, yeah, he's the head coach. He's responsible, but that's an NCAA rule, and that should come down the line if he gets some sort of punishment, I think, would be Michigan stance, and I think they have some ground to stand on there. Well, and I think Santa Ono and, and the commissioner was going to be, I think, in Ann Arbor for the Big Ten yeah. field hockey tournament, uh, which is yeah. completely sold out at the big house, so no tickets if you're trying to get in. Just watch it on the big jumbotron outside. I'm kidding. Uh, but the Big Ten commissioner – is going to, and, and this is where I kind of say if the Big Ten commissioner is going to act, he would do it before meeting with Ono. I think by meeting with Ono, he's going to try and maybe, hey, could you suspend him? Would you? Ono will sure. probably already, you know, has been advised by attorneys what to say, what not to say. Uh, this is how we're going to proceed. And, and then he can tell the ADs, like, hey, I went to the president, I talked with him. Uh, we're going to address this when the season's over. Because here, here's what, when, when someone says, well, what do the ADs and opposing coaches have to gain? Remember, the ADs are the guys who hired these coaches. 
So you got, you know, Kirk Ferentz is under fire. You got Shiano is underachieving. You got Franklin, his fans are tired of nine and three. You got Ryan Day worried about losing three straight times, where I still believe at the end of the day, my opinion is that Ryan Day began this crusade to try and protect his job, knowing that a better Michigan football team will be at the big house to end the season than the one that whipped his ass in Columbus. So that's my opinion on that. Yeah. And, and, I, yeah, and, no. and I believe this, Clayton, that Ryan Walters talking about cheating instead of the game where he is the worst Purdue head football coach I've ever seen, my opinion. You got Rule, who was waxed by Michigan, who would rather, you know, again, it depends on what happens. Michigan out of the mix just helps him, right? Uh, all these coaches and schools are recruiting against Michigan. They look at Michigan's TV ratings. They look at Michigan's dominance the last two years in the Big Ten. Let's be honest and real here that Michigan State, the perfect deflection off the Mel Tucker situation is to point at the cheating like their interim president did the week when this broke, like Alan Haller's doing right now, like he's on a soapbox. And meanwhile, you got that dumpster fire connected to Michigan State football, and you got Day worried about his job. That's what this story is about. Yeah, it, it seems. I mean, I'm not saying there's not something there to what Michigan did, and obviously they already suspended Connor Stallions within hours after his name emerged as the person of interest. But you're right; that's completely separate to the outrage by these coaches and and, and athletic directors, and you know the notion that their level of outrage somehow has any correlation to their level of justification in this is absurd to me. Um, and, and you know, you just laid it out perfectly. I mean. You know, Ryan Walters, if you're speaking out before the game and saying, hey, these aren't allegations, well, that's categorically false. Obviously, they are allegations at this point. He's saying this stuff happened, whatever, we have evidence. Um, you know, and he's kind of pointing to whatever the NCAA has been presented with already, which is from a third party, which is where the story gets weird anyway. Uh, but, you know, then he goes and gets smashed, let's say, by 32 and a half points like Vegas is calling for uh, on Saturday night then maybe he doesn't look as bad in his eyes, right? He's hedging. He's two and six. If they lose this game, he doesn't have a chance to make a bowl game. So everybody's in their own situation and they're kind of, you know, throwing this out there towards Michigan. So I agree to me, if you're Tony Petiti in the big 10, um, you know, I understand why they listen to these guys. I understand that it's important for them to feel like that they're being heard, but it shouldn't really influence your decision-making. And I don't, I don't think it will, you know, in my opinion. I think there's a chance something happens. Um, you know, there are two different options you can go with. There's either a standard punishment or a major punishment. Standard would be no more than two games uh, suspension for likely Jim Harbaugh, but potentially, you know, anybody else that they deem, uh, you know, that, that they want to do that to. And then a major punishment would be basically no limit to it, but you would need support from the Big Ten presidents in a vote. Um, you know, based on the outrage here, maybe they have that support. But I think that would be pretty unprecedented and really huge. It would send a, it would be a, another dangerous precedent here if you're the Big Ten and you decide, hey, somebody's accused of something. Investigation is a couple weeks old, and we're going to act immediately and strip somebody and take them off the sidelines, you know, right away. Let's say next year Ryan Day gets accused of tampering, you know, in the transfer portal or, you know, breaking a recruiting rule. That is is the Big Ten if they get enough outrage from the other coaches going to pull him off the sideline in November. Um, it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think they got to look at the big picture, the broader context, and use common sense. 
To me, uh, the Big Ten Commission, Santa Ono, the Michigan president, uh, it's going to be about lawyers. And the NCAA hasn't been too successful uh, in courtrooms. Uh, hello, NIL. Hello, O'Bannon Brothers. And if you try and take down Harbaugh without it, solid facts, without a precedent of punishment connected to this, that one or two games, I could see that. If Harbaugh, not as connected, but if Connor Stallions on his staff did this, I could see a two, three-game suspension. I really could. If he gets three games for the BS to start this season, I could see three to four-game suspension. Uh, what I read, and at least from some of these college football writers who seem to be on the NCAA slash Ohio State payroll <laughs> or ESPN because they don't carry the Big Ten anymore, that the Big Ten uh, ADs, coaches, said they didn't want to punish those players at Michigan. Okay, so they didn't want to – because, you know, those players are connected to high-profile, you know, high school coaches. They don't want to hurt uh, the players, which means – Harbaugh and Stallions, unless there are other confirmed coaches in on this, would be the likely targets. And if, if the evidence and investigation does show that Connor Stallions is connected to everything people are alleging, by rule, he is under Harbaugh, and Harbaugh will have to serve some sort of punishment, which would be that, you know, one to two game suspension that Ross Dellinger mentioned. And I could live with the suspension because he's got to be smarter than that. If if the evidence, not allegations, not sources say, not other schools being the sources here, not other schools saying, oh, well, we got photos of tickets bought by um, Connor Stallions. Okay, th- th- this is another thing that I'll, I'm really confused right now. If there are these smoking guns, why is Connor Stallion still an employee of Michigan, suspended without pay and not fired? Someone explain that to me. Yeah, I think that speaks to the fact that they're right now are still in the phase of gathering that evidence. I mean, I think we know it's it's pretty clear at this point he was overzealous and probably overstepped. Um, but there are still some lawyers who are saying with the specific NCAA bylaw that he's accused of breaking, eleven six one that people can look up. Um, technically him sending other people on his behalf, if they're not university personnel, that actually may not hold up where they could be considered in-person scouting. It actually may be a loophole. Now, I think that was Connor Stallions on the CMU sideline. I know we talked about that the other day. How come um, nobody that, will confirm that, Clayton? Uh, again, all this all this confirmation I'm looking for, why, why won't anybody at CMU, Michigan State, because it was their stadium, their security, yeah. and and – and Michigan, because Connor Stallions uh, works for them, suspended without pay right now. How hard is it to identify him? No, you're right. And I, but also, I think that that alone, that CMU hasn't even confirmed that, even though they've said they've opened an investigation into whoever that was or however that person got on the sideline, speaks to just how early we are in all of this. The fact that he hasn't even been confirmed to be there and the Big Ten could somehow suspend Jim Harbaugh or you know levy some sort of other punishment towards Michigan, I think that that's where it gets pretty dicey if you're the Big Ten and pretty risky um, to, to do that so early in this process. So I, I think that's, you know, that's another reason why it would be quite early. And I agree with you. I mean, it's, I'd probably be the first one to say that Jim Harbaugh deserves some sort of punishment under that NCAA bylaw that says he's responsible for what happens in his program. And, but – 
to me, that comes down the road. That's after everything is found out. That's after they say, okay, there was no link to Harbaugh, but he should be more responsible and make sure others are complying with NCAA rules, that sort of thing. I'd probably be the first one to say that, yeah, you should probably tack on a game or two to whatever suspension you know, he's going to get for you know, the other NCAA investigation if he has uh, a different punishment. So, but that's down the road to me. Taking immediate action without all the facts, like we said, even confirming that that is Connor Stallions on the CMU sideline would be you know, pretty dangerous in my opinion. Clayton Safey is never dangerous. He just delivers the facts and opinions at thewolverine.com. Joining us on the Roast Umber uh, Coffee guest line. So let's just say that the Big Ten commissioner, hypothetically speaking, Clayton, our final mm-hmm. part of this conversation, if he says, hey, I'm going to suspend him for two games, we're going to do that under the sportsmanship rule that the Big Ten commission can do. You're Santa Ono in Michigan. How do you respond? Well, I think first, you know, when you're meeting with him today, you you push back and, and really on all the facts. Hey, do you have proof of this? Do you have proof of that? Was this even a bylaw that was broken? If they do go that route, I think Michigan has, you know, based on talking to some different people, they have some ground to stand on when it comes to filing an injunction. And that could buy them some time and actually keep Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. You take this to court. Um, because you feel like the Big Ten doesn't have sufficient evidence or you know, we're not far enough along in this case for them to really make this decision. And I do think, honestly, part of their case would be the fact that a lot of the people pushing for this and pressuring the Big Ten are competitors who are biased in their testimony here, as, as you pointed out at the top. So I think that's part of it. Um, but again, from what we have heard, not only the you know Michigan president Santa Ono, but the regents and pretty much everybody over there on the hill are aligned that uh, they're going to fight for Jim Harbaugh. That they're going to um, you know continue to say, hey, let's let this process play out. Don't make any rash decisions, um, and we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Again, the Big Ten has power here, but I think Michigan does as well, and I think the Big Ten is willing to hear hear their side of of all of this at this point. And remember this: uh, the new commissioner came from the TV world. So he yeah, under, he yeah. understands the power of Michigan, and that's why I think you've heard through uh, the butt kissers of college football, Ross Dellinger, Pete Thamel, Nicole Auerbach, and Bruce Feldman, and others. Stuart Mandel would be another clown in the car. Is that um, that they're not going to punish the players or ban Michigan or vacate wins or do these yeah. things? Uh, which tells me if you're already hearing that then there are no smoking guns that connect Harbaugh to this story. And then the Big Ten commissioner gets TV ratings. So if Michigan is playing as Harbaugh the TV draw, I don't think so. You know, to me, if you're Michigan, and this is where you get into really delicate territory, if he, if he the Big Ten commissioner, is going to push for a suspension, would you say we'll do one game, we'll suspend him tomorrow against Purdue, which is a horse manure game? Right. That's, that's yeah. No, that's a good point too. I mean, if they say, "Hey, we're going to go ahead with this," you can kind of do what is very common and what Michigan did at the beginning of this season by self-imposing Jim Harbaugh. With the, you know, we can argue whether or not that was the right move, but that's common as well. Where it's like, "Hey, we'll do three games, not the four that you're suggesting or the five you're suggesting," and they could say, "In this case, let's do one instead of the two you're suggesting." If we do it ourselves, it'll it'll look better. Um, that sort of thing. I could see that as a possibility, but I also think that. Right now, based on what we're hearing, the University of Michigan 
has no reason to believe that Jim Harbaugh is linked to this right now at this point. Again, that could change. And they don't want to impose something on their own, you know, admitting guilt before there's really guilt there. And I think they have Jim Harbaugh's back. So it's going to be really interesting to see all those different scenarios and, and kind of how they play out. But I do think the one you just laid out, you know, should be a possibility if you're kind of looking at this from all different angles. The story is flat out insane, and that's an understatement and not hyperbole. Yeah. Uh, Clayton Safey, uh, Anthony Broom, Chris Ballas, Doug Skeen, the Wolverine.com crew, they're on top of this story. I'm also hearing uh, there could be some more news today beyond the commissioner meeting uh, with the president. We'll keep you posted on the huge show. Also, you can follow everything, Twitter, Facebook, online at the Wolverine.com. Clayton, appreciate your opinions. Uh, update and enjoy that Purdue game. By the way, uh, there is a football game where the focus has never been on a football game between the Mel Tucker story and this illegal scouting and Connor Stallions. There's never been any focus on a game all year, maybe outside of the season openers for both schools. With Ryan Walters uh, calling out Michigan, and I think Harbaugh missed an opportunity to put 70 on Michigan State. I hope he doesn't let up if he has the opportunity Saturday night. Yeah, assuming he's out there, and even if he's not, I agree. That's kind of in Jim Harbaugh's M.O., and somebody posted it on our site earlier on our message board over at thewolverine.com. They said, I'm excited to see these post-game handshakes after the next four games, and I agree. Um, you know, I think it's time for you know Michigan against the world is what a lot of fans are saying, and I think Jim Harbaugh is probably going to take that same mentality and try to – try to win and embarrass people while he does it. And I really don't blame him at this point based on what's out there. I don't think there's going to be handshakes. I really don't. I, I don't think if I'm Michigan as a team, I don't interact with the other team. I end the game, win or lose. And I head to the locker room because what these other schools are doing, uh, you've never seen it done before in college sports. It's a total gang up because Michigan is the good team. And they're trying to say Harbaugh is cheating. We don't even know what Connor Stallions has done and what's real and what's not. But all I'll say, Pete Thamel, if you get a chance, look him up and read his Manti Teo stories. How'd that yeah. play out, right? Right. Yeah, how'd that play out? Nicole Auerbach, watch her on NBC Saturday night. The worst uh, on any set I've ever seen. Big Ten there. Bruce Feldman, out of water on Fox. Stuart Mandel stinks. Oh, my God, Pete Thamel on game day. Give me more of McAfee. I got to get to a break, Clayton. <laughs> well, take care. Have a great weekend. I Appreciate will. Blood pressure's at 9,000 over 2,000. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we love you, Clayton. Back at you. Have yeah, a great one. Yeah, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line on this Honolulu Blue Friday. Now, if you're 21 and up and you don't have – the beverage that all pro football fans in Michigan use to celebrate a W for our favorite pro football team on the east side of the state, or maybe it's at your local college tailgate or just kicking back at home, a party, your local bar, pub, restaurant, Honolulu Blue, Blue Raspberry Lemonade and Vodka, 10% alcohol. It's a great drink. Perfect party, celebration beverage. Ask for it at your local bar, pub, or restaurant, or look for Honolulu Blue in your local stores all across Michigan. And thanks to our friends from Coppercraft Distillery. They are based in Holland, Michigan. They take a lot of pride in the state of Michigan, and they encourage everybody 21 and up to enjoy a Honolulu Blue. 
from Detroit to Petoskey. This show is huge. It's a happy Thanksgiving when you get everything you need in one stop at Meyer. Save big on fresh and frozen turkeys. And for all your favorite sides, Meyer's got you covered. Like fresh green beans, delicious pumpkin pies from our bakery, and your perfect pairing in our wine aisle. Get everything for easy prep, too, from crock pots to serveware and food storage. Find a great selection and all the same great deals whether you shop Meyer in store or online. Make it a happy Thanksgiving in one easy stop at Meyer. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino. Single record of the year is Better Man. Even here, Better the Man. album of the year, Killing Time. Come on up again, Clint Black. This killing time. Clint Black with special guest Josh Grayson. Tickets start at $40. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Shoot the moon, I did it all good. Clint Black and Josh Grayson. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news Press releases and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan, segment two, hour number one on a Honolulu Blue Friday, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. If you're 21 and up, enjoy that blue raspberry lemonade and vodka adult crafted cocktail at your local bar, pub, restaurant. You can get it at your local store for the tailgate this weekend. Maybe you're going to Michigan Purdue or you're going uh, to Michigan State, Nebraska. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider joins us. Want to get his thoughts on Nebraska and Michigan State and also Alan Haller and the other ADs in this Connor Stallions Michigan story. How you doing, Comp? Yeah, well, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. All right, we'll get to the game in a moment. Huskers are playing for a shot possibly at the end of the year in the Big Ten Championship game. Michigan State just looking to get some momentum going on offense. I'll be curious about the QB situation. But uh, the latest story, Alan Howler was very vocal about how the tunnel incident was treated by 
the Big Ten and Michigan compared to what is going on right now with Connor Stallions. Uh, what are you hearing uh, for the Michigan State Athletic Director's Office? You know, that's really interesting. I have not spoken with Alan about this since this news came out. You know, they had the meeting with Tony Petiti, the coaches did, previous day, and all of those quotes were anonymous quotes. Um, it was a closed uh, discussion, and I understand a lot of coaches spoke very frankly, like all 13 of them, very negatively toward Harbaugh. And you saw those quotes uh, anonymously in ESPN and The Athletic and, and others. Uh, I, I, I've not asked Ellen about this. I, I find it odd that those quotes were anonymous when it came to players, but these quotes from about Haller are on the record. I'm not sure why or how that happened. Uh, if Alan wanted it to be that way, or if he didn't, if he was fine with it being that way, well, I, I'm not sure. So that part surprised me. I'm not surprised that he spoke out against it because all the coaches spoke out against it too. And it'll be interesting to see if all the athletic directors support all their coaches in feeling that way. He was supporting the, the idea of all the coaches in the Big Ten, especially his own. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, let's get to the football field. Uh, who's going to be the quarterback for Michigan State on Saturday against Nebraska? You know, that's a great question, and I was talking about this on another show uh, on, on the network here, part of your network. Um, it, you know, essentially, Michigan State has been holding quarterback tryouts all season, and you see that it's not gone well. I think all, th- all three quarterbacks are pretty solidly talented, uh, I think Levitt is the most talented, maybe easily the most talented. And I think all three could be pretty good, at least pretty good, competent starters at the Big Ten level. But all three of them would need, you know, at least 10 or 15 starts to get to that level. I was watching Kelly McManus last week, the, the quarterback at Minnesota. He is so much better than he was last year. Now he's merely functional. Functional is good at this level when you're playing opponents that beat themselves. All three of these Michigan State quarterbacks can get to that level and better. Levitt can become much better. Um, Levitt looks really good, the true freshman. Quick feet, throws on the run, has some zip. You know, he's still learning to make reads against opposing defenses. All The only reads he's ever made at this level are against his own team in practice. I'm, I don't have any inside information on this. I would not be surprised if Levitt starts this game. I think Michigan State would have beaten Minnesota if Levitt had played the whole game. He's only played a few minutes here and there, but for a true he's as, he's as impressive a true freshman as I can remember. He's better right now than Jeff Smoker was as a true freshman. They've not played many true freshmen at quarterback over the years. He has some intriguing um, high level talent. He's only six foot two, but quick feet, quick release, good zip. You know, it comes down to how he does with reads and so forth. Next, you know, I mean, he's played three games. The next time he plays is his fourth game. All of his, all of his minutes have been mop-up time. Does he get to the point where he says, I don't want to play a fifth game and, and burn my red shirt? I don't know. That's the way a lot of players and, and handlers and advisors think these days. But these are real questions that are going to come up at some point during this uh, regrettable season for Michigan State football. But he has talent. And that's the storyline tomorrow. Does he start? Does he play? And if he does, does he play a fifth game? Or might he shut it down? We don't know. Yeah, how many other guys will just shut it down that are redshirt eligible, knowing that State isn't going to a bowl game, knowing that a new head coach is coming? But it's obvious to me, from the moment I've seen Sam Levitt on the field, that he is the best QB option uh, for Michigan State. Speaking of redshirts, transfer portal, 
where are things at right now while Michigan State is in limbo with no active long-term head coach? I think the 30-day transfer window is closed since the – I think they get 30 days after the head coach is fired to join it. And I should know the exact number. I think it's four or five or six with a couple of walk-ons that have gone in. Charles Brantley is not officially in it, but he's played four games. And the next time he plays one, he loses his red shirt. So I think he might fall into the category you mentioned a moment ago. We may not see him again this year, and then he'll decide depending on who he hire and what he wants to do or if he goes into a portal later. But right now the portal is pretty much uh, a player could – opt out of the team and say, I'm, I'm planning to enter the portal and leave the team. Um, you know, that's what Tunisi Adelaide did last week. He was the transfer from A&M. That's another four-star, four-and-a-half-star recruit that signed with A&M, did not pan out much there. Mel Tucker brought him to Michigan State. He didn't have much experience playing football in the last three years. Um, at SpartanMag.com, I did not make him out to be a great uh, immediate impact guy. I said he was a good prospect, but I cautioned our readers. I said, this guy's only played two and a half football games since 2019, going all the way back to high school and had some ability, looked okay in the spring game, but um, you know, he was down to 14 snaps in the Michigan game. And then he was off the team in, in subsequent days. So you could always have more players like that, that fall by the wayside. I'm not necessarily anticipating that, but I wouldn't rule anything out. You know how Harlan Barnett and some of these coaches are saying, we have who we have, and that's who's out there, and that's who we're going to support, and all these things. Top to bottom, it's not a healthy situation in this very competitive sport. All that it takes is to have just a little bit of slippage, and you end up losing every Saturday. That's kind of where Michigan State is right now. Uh, Speaking of where Michigan State is, uh, is Urban Meyer real? Is that done? I mean, back and forth on Twitter for what it's worth with the social networks. Uh, I've heard the Lance Leopold name. I kind of like that. Uh, out of Kansas, you know, via Buffalo, Wisconsin, Platteville. Uh, what is the latest shortlist, you think, for the next Michigan State head football coach? Yeah, I think Lance Leipold, I have some sources on this. And initially, I, I don't think Lance Leipold was, uh, I didn't detect him on the initial list that was, you know, um, I can't give any more of my sources, but there was, uh, he was not on the initial list. I mean, he's 59 years old. That's up there. But uh, he's done such an impressive job at Kansas, which is such a difficult job. You know, year one, he had nothing to work with. Year two, they were 500. Year three, they were one of the stories of college football, with that big victory over Oklahoma last year. You know, he won those national championships at Wisconsin, Whitewater. He did well at Buffalo. Um, he's kind of a football version of Bo Ryan a little bit. You know, coming on really strong late in his career. You know, Michigan State could use some structuring like that. Um, so I, it, I'm not surprised that, that uh, he's getting some, some mention there. The age, of course, is not ideal. If he were 51, he would be a no-brainer lead candidate for sure. But, yeah, he's in there. And then the other ones we've talked about in the past, you know, you look at Jonathan Smith at Oregon State um, and, you know, Mike Elko at Duke. And you and I talked about Jed Fish a couple of weeks ago. I've not detected any movement toward Jed Fish. The thing about Jed Fish is he's he's – bounced from job to job every year or two years. And, uh, you know, the word from insiders is that, you know, the, th- the thought is if and when he does well at the college level, he's going to want to go back to the NFL, which is what they said about Nick Saban back in 1995. But I've not detected any movement with Fish, but I have with Leipold. Yeah, I think, you know, Jed Fish uh, and Leipold to me uh, would be the uh, two great candidates. Fish with his Big Ten connections, West Coast, with the West Coast teams coming in and Leipold, just the job he's done, the high-octane offense he runs, that would be cool. 
Com, appreciate the update. Enjoy the Nebraska-Michigan State game. Thanks a lot, Bill. Anytime. Have a great weekend. All right, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. I am getting word from Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com. Michigan and the media are gather, gathering evidence on private investigators and their links to Ohio State University. Several sources at Michigan and in the media tell the Wolverine.com they are gathering evidence on two private investigators they believe are behind the investigation into the University of Michigan's alleged illegal on-site scouting. The same sources also believe the two are responsible for the media leaks that have kept the story in the news for weeks. Both allegedly have ties to Ohio State head coach Ryan Day's family. Wolverine.com will have more on this story later this afternoon. That is what is going down. You can read that at the Wolverine.com. Chris Ballas, just let me know. I will tell you, if Ryan Day's family and Ryan Day are behind this investigation, this story will flip. You want sportsmanship suspensions? You want to go after Harbaugh where Harbaugh at least where we sit right now, had nothing to do with what Connor Stallions did. But if Ryan Day had family members as the head coach of The Ohio State University investigate the University of Michigan and keep leaking these stories, the Michigan case is closed outside of Connor Stallions being let go if all of what he did is true and Harbaugh getting a minor suspension. This story will go nuclear if Ryan Day and his family, in a futile attempt to try and have a cover if he gets beat for a third time by smoking out Michigan. Wow. That is amazing. You can follow that story with the team at thewolverine.com. Up next, my good friend Buck Gino will join me. He's with our flagship station, 96-1 The Game, along with Brett Makita. Two of them do the best high school football in West Michigan on the radio. It's amazing. So good. And it is close to home that tonight, the 96-1 Game of the Week, our flagship station, The Game, and also Fox 17, West Michigan's high school sports leader on TV, their Game of the Week is... Ada Forest Hills Eastern, my son's school. My son, Ace, a junior offensive lineman. He got all conference. I'm really proud of him. Proud of that O-line. Proud of that team. Eight and two. Hosting two playoff games. One last week against Iona, Ionia. And they have the defending D4 state champions, Grand Rapids South Christian, tonight at Hawk Stadium, 7 o'clock in Ada. A team they lost to at South Christian's home field by three early in the season. It's what high school football is all about. So I'm going to bring Buck Gino on. I want to get his viewpoint on this matchup tonight. Talk about some of the best teams in West Michigan and some of the best teams in the state he's heard about when it comes to high school football because high school football playoff time is the best time of the year. And all I know is how hard my son worked the nine months of the offseason and to watch him grow into a dominant player with Nathaniel Nowicki, with Braden Serba, with Braden Mulcahy, 
with Caden Hines, with Jay Keemstra, the tight end on that O-line. They have just kicked some butt this year. And no matter what happens tonight, I'm proud of my son and that team. Lost their star quarterback who chose to play baseball. He's a good kid, and someday he could be in the major leagues. I never fault parents or kids for making their own decisions. It's not my job to parent other kids or make decisions. I'll support Sonny Thompson and his family, Ann, and everybody, but this team found a way, man. And no matter what happens tonight, 8-2. and 8-2 and two on the air right now. And if they beat Grand Rapids South Christian, who they lost two by three and almost rushed for 300 yards, they'll play the winner, I think, of Big Rapids Whitehall. Mm. And then after that, they'd be a game away from Ford Field. That's what, you know, the drive to Ford Field, as Brett Bikita and Buck Gino call it on the flagship station, 96 won the game. It's what high school sports is all about. And last year, I was there with Nathaniel Nowicki and brought my son Ace and my son Legend, and we stood there on the field. Mark Ewell, Michigan High School Athletic Association, took care of us. And I, I wanted Ace and Nathaniel to stand by the tunnel when the teams came out. And I remember their look, looking at that tunnel when those teams were coming out. Ford Field, home of your Lions. Everybody has a dream when it's playoff time in high school sports in the state of Michigan and anywhere in this country. And I can't wait for tonight. Arguably the biggest home game Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern has ever played. And Coach Brown and South Christian, Coach Blackwire, just good people. It is a huge game tonight. So we'll talk to Buck Gino from our flagship station, 96 won the game. He'll join us next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now they're an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and the Pistons are off to a good start. Fun team to watch again, and also game nights and game days are better when you're in on the action. So DraftKings has this huge offer where new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing just 5 bucks down on the Pistons or any team in the NBA. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. You'll start uh, this season off, and we're only a couple weeks in, uh, with an instant W. And with the DraftKings parlays, everybody gets a shot at even bigger basketball wins. So watching the Pistons is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And like I said, new customers then can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. 
If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117, 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan, 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to the free stream weekdays between 3 and 6. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. And if you want a shot at winning 1500 bucks in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter, soon to be Doran Mayhew, get your pro football picks in every week by Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. You can play every week, even if you haven't played so far. Get your pro picks in right now at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. 